The Arizona Town Hall is a fixture on the Arizona political and social scene for many, many years. Their report, which they, of which they do two a year, involving a wide range of citizens in our community. This year, the topic is equity, and we have with us two participants in that program this year. A very interesting discussion on the topic of equity in this week's Think Tank. From KTAR News, this is The Think Tank, hosted by Dr. Mike O'Neill. Our guests are Carol Berry. She is a retired judge with the Phoenix Municipal Court. And Elman Rodriguez, who is with Local First Arizona. Welcome to the show. Uh, you were both participants in the Arizona Town Hall, recently concluded and recently issued a report. Uh, Carol, I wonder if I could start with you and ask you uh, to tell us a little bit, what is the Arizona Town Hall? Arizona Town Hall is an organization that basically brings together anybody who's interested to talk about whatever current issues are that are affecting most people in the state of Arizona. Uh, We conduct dialogues throughout the state, uh, forums throughout the state to allow anybody who wants to participate to have a seat at that table and, and have input into whatever issues we're talking about that I want to start the discussion with you. Uh, you are a retired municipal court judge. Just for those of us who can't make quite that distinction, we have municipal courts. We also have superior courts. What's the difference? Phoenix Municipal Court is for the city of Phoenix. In Arizona, every city has their own court, and we have the jurisdiction of the whole city of Phoenix. We are the second or third largest municipal court in the country. And we handle uh, criminal misdemeanor cases. And that's your DUIs, your shopliftings, your prostitution, your domestic violence, your school fights, all that stuff that um, most people may have some contact with one or or the other. Do you do civil cases as well or is it strictly misdemeanor? Uh, We do civil protective orders Mm -hmm. uh, in domestic violence. We also have a traffic section which handles Mm -hmm. our traffic court and... uh, and parking, I believe, as well. But my portion was uh, on the criminal side, hearing the criminal cases. We also have uh, jury trials as well, where jurors come in and, and make decisions on cases. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could start by telling us uh, about the issue of equity in our, in our courts. You've certainly been involved in it. What where, where, what are the gripping issues here? Well, the one of the main issues, I guess, in our courts for equity is access. Mm-hmm. access to justice. Most people may not come in contact with the court system, and when they do, it's, some, it's not never something positive. They're either being sued or they're suing somebody. Um, they're getting a divorce. They're battling child custody. All these issues that are not positive issues brings them to the court. And a lot of times people who are um, on digital, uh, different social economic levels don't have that access. They're not able to afford an attorney. They're lost when they come in the court. They don't know where to go. And so a lot of the courts have made a lot of steps to try to correct that. Um, the Superior Court now has self-help 
center where people can come in and, and basically talk to a lawyer for free uh, to get direction on their cases. Sometimes those lawyers, volunteer lawyers program, will actually uh, take those cases. Uh, there have been steps to basically to allow the Supreme Court has allowed basically people who are not lawyers uh, to get licenses to assist people with documents. Uh, and that's a big deal because uh, if you can't afford a lawyer, maybe you can afford someone mm-hmm. who is a paralegal or a document preparer to help you prepare your documents for court. You know, this is um, I had an incident described to me. was not me, was not even a friend of mine. It was something two degrees for me, but was explained to me. Uh, and uh, here's what happened. A uh, woman owned a house, died. Her son takes over the house. Um, and within 30 days, somebody knocks on their door offering them to provide them cash for a third mortgage. Mm. They need the money. He signs the papers and, uh, he thinks he's taking out a loan. And 30 days later, he gets a notice that's, he get no, it wouldn't almost, almost, mm. he gets a notice. Well, we now own this house and you don't. And here's starting the first of next month. Here's what the rent will be. Mm. And I went into the uh, Maricopa assessors uh, website and discovered you don't own that house. Yeah, he signed those deeds. And, and indeed, somebody not only took it from him, but then they, uh, did a quit claim, s- signing it to some uh, related party because, uh, you know, it was a company and people. And mm-hmm. I said, they're trying to distance it from them. And he says, you know, and this is the first he's heard. He thought he thought he was taking out a loan. Yeah. And uh, he had a house that, according to Zilla, was worth $300,000. He had $150,000 in mortgages. So he says $150,000 mm-hmm. in equity. And the guy had given him a check for $15,000. You know, not, you know, an absurd amount if if mm. it was. A, he had no idea. And now he's just has no idea what to do. Yeah. And somebody told him to call a business, better business bureau. I don't think they're going to help you. No. Uh, um, he, needs to, he needs to call a lawyer. Yeah. Um, well, exactly what he, I told and him. And that's but, so, so much of that going on. Uh, and some of it is not even dealing with you personally. Yeah. You just, um, they search the uh, county assessor's records and see where there's a lot of equity in a home Mm -hmm. and it's happening a lot to elderly people. And I think the other thing he looked probably they looked at is, okay, there was just a death in the family. Yes. Somebody just inherited this Mm -hmm. house. Yes. You know, this is a, and and when they started to tell me the story, Mm -hmm. they got as far as this guy knocked on my door and, and I, my red flags go up and I -hmm. I said, tell him to go away. Yeah. Yeah. And there's stories mm -hmm. of people knocking on the door and saying, I own your house Mm -hmm. and people saying, what, you know, I -hmm. own this house. And lo and behold, they have found a way to basically steal the deed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, and I've seen uh, infomercials for these companies now that uh, offer insurance on your deed. I don't know how mm-hmm. well that's going, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's just it's just people are all. Anytime there's something right and legal, there's somebody looking for a way mm-hmm. to to get something for nothing. The relationship of this to equity, I think, it's one of the elements is. If you basically don't understand how systems work, Correct. you can be a victim. Mm-hmm. And courts traditionally have been reactive. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody has to, he has to know enough, have the wherewithal, 
one of the things also became evident to me, they had no idea how to find a lawyer. Yeah. You know, and and, and most people don't. Yeah. And and that's part of the problems that lawyers see is that people instead of him calling a lawyer first before he signed this mm-hmm. deed and, and took this money. Now a lawyer has to come and undo and try yeah. to undo all of these things that he's done and to, uh, to get the public to understand, to to ask Seek a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes to you with that kind of deal and it sounds too good to be true. It usually mm-hmm. is. Uh, just ask somebody. Yeah. And, you know, even a good friend will say, you know, I don't know. Maybe you should talk to a lawyer. Yeah. You know? I, I got as far as somebody's knocking on my door. Whatever it is, I know it's not going to be as good a deal as if I go somewhere and find somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah, or, or or either get a second opinion, like mm-hmm. they say in the medical profession. Yeah. It's nothing wrong with getting that. Uh, uh, but so many people, and, and like you said, they see that there's a death in the family and they uh, make the assumption that this person is probably needing money. And so they go there with cash. And, and so and he's, yes. the, he's seen as the solution to a problem. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so uh, and so that's victimization. Uh, and usually it happens a lot to, to the elderly, but it happens to everybody. It, and um, and the, the common thread, I think, is a lack of competence to mm-hmm. understand. And elderly are certainly more yes. susceptible to yes. that. Mm-hmm. But people who less educated, certainly uh, mm-hmm. less sophisticated. Yes. Uh, and somebody comes offering the solution to here. I'm writing you. You know, the check was good. Yeah, right? yeah. it was just way too small a check <laughs> yeah. to be yeah. meaningful. Yeah, yes. I'd like to bring you this into Elman. Talk about equity from the perspective of <clears throat> of, of small business. Sure, excellent. First, if I may describe it, Local First Arizona, sure. we're a nonprofit organization committed to community and economic development throughout all of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, we promote locally owned businesses and entrepreneurship to build a diverse, inclusive, and prosperous Arizona economy. What we really want to do is everybody to do financially well in Arizona. How do we do this? We do it through uh, business classes and entrepreneur resources. So how does the equity come into it? Is that we want everybody to have an equal playing field in the, in, especially in the business world. Mm-hmm. How can we help people prosper financially so that they can get either, either so they can live um, completely independent of any resource from the outside? But how can we also help them do this without a lot of struggle? Right now with Judge Barry that, that we're listening to, even finding a lawyer, how do I, where do I go get a license? Where do I get a permit? We want people to get out from, from under the radar and be fully out exposed and say, you know what, I'm a fully blown business, I'm legal, I'm uh, licensed, I'm insured, all of that stuff, so that we can do business with anybody and everybody across Arizona. So we give classes, resources to make that happen to everybody. How, how does this relate to the issue of uh, your, your? I think that that's your role in this. What mm-hmm. What are the biggest issues with I, equity in business? Sh- sure, I think that lack of access to capital, lack of access to bank accounts, lack of access to being able to take a test in a different language other than English, mm-hmm. um, even access to insurance, to bonds, that type of thing. Maybe they're there, but we don't know which door to knock on. We don't know. We don't know. We, we feel that we're in a different country, so that's not available to me or it costs too much money because we feel, you know, we go to, we, we may get into legal health, uh, trouble and we think, heck, uh, what's a lawyer going to cost me? But there's a lot of uh, resources available to people that, that don't have any funds to pay for it. So in the equity, how can we make it just a, an equal playing field for everybody, whether I'm a landscaper, a gardener, a plumber, 
or I'm a lawyer, I'm an architect, I'm a doctor. How can we have that that equal playing field in the business area? Are licensures a, a big problem? And access. I mean, there's a, mm-hmm. there's always a there's some who suggest we over license some things mm-hmm. that shouldn't require or or mm-hmm. set mm-hmm. unreal unrealistic. You know, I, I essentially, you know, I want my doctor to be seriously qualified, mm-hmm. but uh, some other things like, I don't know, a hairdresser as an example, mm-hmm. that I've mm-hmm. seen stuff about the number of mm-hmm. hours of education required. Mm-hmm. And I look at that mm-hmm. and say, really? Correct. Yeah. I, I want to believe that, that to a degree that we are giving an example right now with a hairdresser, correct, or maybe a landscaper, maybe a plumber. But yet if the city or the state requires it, then we need to go and get that permit or get mm-hmm. that certificate. So we want to be law complying and, and legally, um, we, we want to play in a good legal field to where we're not hiding from anything. Well, I'm thinking more in the area of, you know, there, there's two things that licensure does. In an ideal sense, licensure uh, ensures that everybody who has this piece of paper is qualified. Correct. But mm-hmm. in a lot of professions, it has been argued that they become captives of those people who already have it, and the purpose of licensure for them is to restrict access to others. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. in, for example, in the legal area, why you presumably are licensed to practice law in Arizona, but if you go to New Mexico, maybe not. Right? Yeah, and, 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 and that's changing. Yeah. Um, there, um, my daughter just graduated from law school, and they have now, if you take the bar in, 40, in one of the 43 states, you can be licensed to practice in 43 different states. Mm, that's new. Uh, yeah, and that is new. And so there's seven states um, that are not included in that. But um, so that's changed. And that's one, of, one a good thing because, of course, it prohibited you from moving mm-hmm. uh, somewhere else unless you wanted to take another bar exam. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to do that if they don't have to. Um, but uh, so you see progress. You see people in uh, coming up with new ideas and coming to the table and saying, you know, this benefits all of us uh, to have this change. And, you know, those seven states uh, that are not included, you know, that's their choice. I know um, California, New York and um, Louisiana. Louisiana still has uh, Napoleonic law. Which is there maybe they could they <laughs> uniquely could probably make a case that there's a substitute, but California and New York are not in it. Correct. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're pretty big states. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and a lot of people want to practice there, and a lot of people want to live there, mm-hmm. but you know they have states' rights. They have a right to decide mm-hmm. whether or not they want to be included in that, and maybe one day they will, but right now they're not. Talk to me about the both of you, the the process that you're going out. I assume this is part of your public outreach on the back end of the the Arizona Town Hall process. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you go from here? Well, we will start having uh, town halls throughout the state, inviting anybody who wants to come to be able to talk about this issue of mm-hmm. equity. Uh, what I found um, through having sessions uh, at the state bar about this issue that people want to talk. They want a safe place to talk. They don't want to be blamed. They don't want to be shamed. They just want to be able to express what's happening and have someone listen. 
Uh, and so we're hoping that's what happens with this with this town hall, that people will come, that they will talk, that we'll come up with new ideas. There'll, there'll be a new respect for individuality and, and everybody will have an understanding of I'm not trying to take anything from you and I'm not asking you to give me anything. I'm just asking for equity. Uh, to respect me as an individual, respect me as a human being, that we all really have more in common than we have differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, We all want the same things. We want a good quality of life. We want safe streets. We want good schools. We want quality food, quality air. Maybe we can deal with the things that we differ about. But sometimes the differences seem to overtake versus the things that we have in common. You know, I want to ask ask this of of you, Elman. I I think of uh, the notion of equity. I, I find it easier to grasp in the area of the law in that Mm-hmm. I, I think we accept the idea of uh, that's out in front of every courtroom, equal justice under law, even though we fall short mm-hmm. of that ideal. At least it's aspirational. Mm-hmm. And that aspiration mm-hmm. is a is a is a noble thing. In the area of business, uh, I think I don't think there's. There's the same kind of notion of principle. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, business is a, can be, you know, kind of a dog and doubt world mm-hmm. who are smarter mm-hmm. or more well-resourced or something mm-hmm. on average are going to do a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. And we don't regard that necessarily as a bad thing. Now, mm-hmm. if it excludes some people entirely who are talented people, mm-hmm. I think I think that would be recognized as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But um mm-hmm. I don't I don't think most people, you know, if you build a better mousetrap, mm-hmm. you deserve success. Correct. And yeah. and the yeah. guy who built the mm-hmm. in, built the inferior mousetrap mm-hmm. may not be happy about mm-hmm. it. But I don't think most people mm-hmm. see. So where is the where is the biggest issue that mm-hmm. you, you see? That sure. We, we fall I, I short? think that, that like I mentioned, I think it's, for example, an, an access to a bank account. Access to capital, mm-hmm. access to resources, access to knowing where to go and how to get what we need, whether it be mm-hmm. a license, a certificate, education, knowing what documents to get, maybe resources being in a different language, may be available in a di- in a different time area as well. You find a lot of our, our a lot of our members are Hispanic, so they work many hours or varied hours. So mm-hmm. some of the resources are only open eight to five, which is when they're working. Mm-hmm. So if they get out at five o'clock, now these business offices are closed. So uh, we can walk into different banks, and the the requirements are different many times for different people. And I think that we're I, I, we could mention several big national banks that I could walk in there today and probably come out with a different outcome than if I went into a local credit union, a, lo- mm-hmm. a local bank, that type of thing. The same thing with the capital as well. The same thing with many different resources. I think even in education. Um, the same thing with, even in the legal system. But it, it, even in the business, it may not seem as drastic, but there's a lot of small local businesses out there that are not legally functioning, mm-hmm. whether it be through uh, legal requirements from the city or state or the, or the local or even in accounting, when they can be. And that's something that we're doing. We're on to our 10th year. We're, we're right now we're finishing up our 20th class in the 10 years. And 
Every year we take two different cohorts through the program. It's 17 classes, six months long. We teach them the basics of accounting, social media, marketing, finance, uh, customer service, 17 different different topics that we accommodate to them. We work it uh, in the evenings. We work it at their time. Um, even in the Cottonwood and Sedona that we've partnered up with the city of Sedona and the city of Cottonwood because they have realized that they have a Hispanic community there that they don't want them to move. Part of their reason that they partner with us is that they don't want their youth to leave. They want their youth to have a reason to get up in the morning and get up and go to work so that they have a business and not end up in, in the criminal system. So um, it may not be as visible to a lot of people, but there is, I, I believe, a lack of equity in the Hispanic business area. Let me draw a distinction. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I listened to what you said, and I, mm-hmm. I think I could make a, a distinction in two sure. areas. If you're talking about access to the knowledge of how to do this or mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that, that equity is an unambiguously good thing. Mm-hmm. It, when you said access to capital, I cringed a little bit, and I said, mm-hmm. "Wait, you should deserve a fair hearing, mm-hmm. but... If somebody's going to lend you money, mm-hmm. they get to make a judgment about mm-hmm. whether you're a good risk. Sure. How good is you? You know, sure. somebody with a good plan ought to have a mm-hmm. smoother ride than somebody with mm-hmm. half-baked ideas. Not everybody right. who has right. an idea should get somebody else's mm-hmm. funding to fund their business. Correct. Right? Yeah. And I agree with you. Yeah. And I think that that's why with what we're doing with creating these business classes, at the end of each business class every six months, they walk away with the business plan mm-hmm. so they can now walk into a bank and say, you know what? Here's my idea. Mm-hmm. Here's my plan. Here's the money that I have saved up. I would like to borrow mm-hmm. some money. And then that way they can be reviewed and say, you know what? You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. You have done your homework. You have looked into it. You have put money mm-hmm. into into part of it. Let's see how we can work things out. You work at all with Kaufman Foundation. It does exactly the same thing that you're describing. Okay. In the, do they do it in the Spanish language? I don't know. Okay. I don't yeah. know. In ours, it's all 100% in, in Spanish. Okay. The content, the delivery, everything's uh-huh. in Spanish, 100%. Mm-hmm. Concluding thoughts, yours? We're looking for supporters. We're looking for, whether it be cities, right now we're looking to expand to two other cities here in Arizona sometime later this this year. But people that want, or people, organizations, cities that want to partner up with Local First to help their, their local economy continue to grow, especially in the Hispanic area. Keep the Hispanic uh, community prospering. How can we help them do better at home, in business, in the community? We're all in it together. So And... In our show, as in life, the judge always gets the last word. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to to make that the listeners really think about, if you hear a town hall coming near you, that you participate. Uh, we can't have change in Arizona, equity in Arizona, without everybody coming to the table and participating. So many decisions are made for us uh, without our say, without our input, not even asking for our input. This is an opportunity for you to have input into what happens in your state, in your city, and locally, uh, what changes can be made uh, to make Arizona more equitable. Our desire is that Arizona can be a leader for our country and how we can have equity throughout our state, how we can invite everybody who wants to be at the table to be at the table 
uh, to have discussions, to listen and to talk, uh, to come up with great ideas on how we can be a better Arizona. And that's the purpose, and that's the reason why Town Hall has chosen equity, um, because everybody's talking to each other and nobody's talking together. And so Town Hall Mm. gives us an opportunity to do that. Thank you very much. As promised, you have the last word, and we will be back next week with another topic of public interest in the think tank. Mm -hmm. 